You're listening to Data Plus Love. I'm your host, Zach Batters. I'm joined today by it's I'm just gonna start by listing things that this person is involved with. They're a Tableau Zen master, a Tableau ambassador, a uh, Vizzy winner from uh, TC20 for most technically sound. They're also number one on Tableau's public forums uh, and a speaker at the Nashville Tug. Uh, you probably know him if you've ever posted anything on the forums. It's Jim Daner. Jim, how are you today? I'm just great, Zach, and it's good to be with you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thanks for coming on. I'm I'm actually surprised we we haven't talked more before or even run into each other because you're of all the guests I have had on the podcast at this point, you're geographically the closest. So you're just outside of Nashville. I'm just outside of Memphis, actually on the Nashville side of Memphis. Um, so we're only three hours apart, uh, which so many others, uh, like if you live in Cincinnati, uh, have like, you know, a couple dozen active uh, community members near them. I've got like a couple. And uh, and you guys in Nashville are uh, the the next most active hub close to me, I believe. Well, we've been working pretty hard here in Nashville over the last uh, year to expand our, our users group here. And quite honestly, when this you know COVID thing hit, and all of a sudden we went virtual, it was like uh, I'm sure everybody faced the same thing. We didn't know what we were doing. And after maybe two or three uh, monthly meetings where we stumbled and fell a little bit, we kind of got it figured out. And uh, right now things are things are pretty good. We meet the last Wednesday of every month and we move the time around a little bit. But we're getting a real good representation here in Nashville. And, and because it's virtual, we get people from outside Nashville uh, as part of the Nashville Tug Group also. That's really great. The Memphis Tug was much more of a fledgling group. Uh, so we had been meeting about a year, um, maybe a year and a half. We were doing quarterly meets and we only had about 20 regular members top. So by the time COVID hit, it just made more sense to refer people to some of the bigger tugs. And I've actually, I think I've spoken at about four or five in the past year and a half myself, uh, just sort of making the circuit most recently in Denmark, uh, which was interesting. Well, I, uh, like you, uh, I've been uh, I've been speaking a lot, not necessarily at our own tug, but I've been speaking a lot at uh, at uh, other tugs around uh, around the world. That's one of the things that being virtual has been a benefit for because not only am I able to speak, but in the Nashville tug, we're able to get speakers from around uh, the world to come in with not just not just their own expertise, but uh, but a background that you know that. I certainly don't have, or, or we don't have, and uh, they really bring a, a crowd with them. And and I should mention also that we've had some of the uh, the, the devs at Tableau and uh, some of the managers at Tableau speak at our tug, uh, tug also. And uh, uh, that's always a good drawing card and get people uh, from not just Nashville, but from around the country uh, in on those meetings also. So you are a guy that seems really dedicated to sort of helping and educating people throughout the various activities you're involved in. I mean, with your forums work, just helping tens of thousands of people uh, to your zero to Zen sessions you've been doing, and we'll circle back to those. But I know you have a real passion for uh, helping out students and are sort of a, a data at literacy advocate, uh, specifically for like there's a middle group out there that's not really being addressed by Tableau directly right now. Do you want to speak to that? Yeah, yeah, and thank thank you because I really do uh, I really do want to speak to that. Uh, Tableau's got tremendous scholastic programs and academic programs, and they're aimed at we're the most successful right now. They're aimed at uh, college level and uh, above students, 
but they are available to high school and middle school uh, students also. And I have a real passion about uh, data literacy for that group of people. I have grandchildren who are in the age, in this target age group. I've got grandchildren who are uh, 14, 10, and 7. So they're right in the center of this group, and you can see that they're excited about learning. They're excited about uh, maybe not analytics, but but they're beginning to get excited about numbers and graphs and charts and things like that. And quite honestly, I'm looking for the opportunity here in Nashville or maybe elsewhere in Tennessee to work with a middle school teacher or a high school teacher who wants to develop a um, academics program or a uh, a data literacy program uh, in their in their school. Tableau will support that with free software, with free e-learning. So if there's a teacher out there who wants wants to uh, have a uh, an academics unit or an analytics unit, or they want to put together a little program in their uh, their classroom, my hands up in the air. I'd love to help you. I certainly don't have the uh, the uh, educational skills. Uh, to provide on that side, but I can uh, I can be a resource to you to work with uh, with Tableau and not just uh, on the software side, but also how you would present it to your students. I think you're really right that there is a uh, a missing group there, and I know some groups are attempting to sort of address that, but maybe in a smaller form. Like Girls Plus Data has a fairly a narrower window. You know, it's girls specifically, but also they have like a smaller age range. I believe that they're targeting. But yeah, I think you're you're definitely right. There is sort of um, stuff for children. And then there's definitely a lot of college centric educational curriculum out there. Like, uh, the tablet student guide by Maria Brock is I still refer that to business users. It's a great way to sort of get started, but analytics as a sort of skill and career is something that we could get people interested in earlier and, you know, get them on that path. You know, I don't know. I don't know about Memphis, but, uh, Nashville public has a STEM school. Okay. I mean, here's a, here's a, a school dedicated to students that age who see that as their uh, uh, as their path in life, you know, it, it seems like a natural marriage. Uh, there's a number of academies and other high schools uh, in uh, in and around the Nashville area that are also, uh, you know, very analytically uh, oriented, or they have very analytic programs, and it seems like a natural marriage that that uh, we should be able to should be able to work with. So, if you're out there, please call. Yeah, we're going to include uh, Jim's details in the show notes. So if you're interested in partnering with Jim or know someone who would, uh, happily refer uh, refer them to him. And uh, let's get this going. Like if you're if you have a spouse or a friend that's a teacher that might be uh, interested or willing to chip in on this, I know Jim would uh, be a great partner. But speaking of this, Jim, like you're talking about this as if you're not a, uh, a teacher uh, that you maybe don't have. I'm not going to say the patience for that. You definitely have the patience, but like the aptitude. I disagree. Um, so you are heavily engaged in teaching already. Um, so you, um, so let's let's talk forums for a second. You are, is it the number one contributor on Tableau's forums? Well, we keep we keep a scoreboard, and on the scoreboard, uh, we keep track of the number of, a number of posts that you responded to, and then there's a rating there if, uh, uh, if the user considers it a correct answer or best answer. Uh, they uh, they note that also, and at this point, I've uh, contributed to just about twenty two thousand posts that have been out there. So yeah, I've reached out to, to those people. And and Zach, the thing that I like about the forum, and and for those of you who aren't familiar with the forum, it's sort of like your help desk. It's where you can you can type in a question, you can you can post a question and get an answer. 
And for us on the other side, it's our opportunity to work with you one-on-one, -on -one, uh, literally. And that's how that's how I look at it. Uh, that uh, a user posts a question, and I'm answering that question. And sometimes we have a dialogue, and sometimes that uh, I ask a question that we're able to answer with, with one one response. But you've invited me into your workplace, and uh, we're sitting there in your office, and I'm trying to help you get an answer. And that's that's really what the forum is for me. Like I say, over five years, it's about twenty-two thousand. So let me ask you this in terms of, you know, how did you get started with this? Or did you stumble upon the forums yourself as someone looking for help? Or did you see this and be like, hey, I like answering questions. And also, uh, where do you sort of not get the confidence to start answering questions for people? I can imagine, particularly if you're maybe early on in your, your uh, usage of a data tool, you know, uh, wading into the forums and saying, I think I know how to answer this one. Now this is a, this is a great question. When I when I first started, I'm self-taught by the way, or I'm, I was self-taught up to uh, maybe a year or so ago, and then I took all the e-learning programs. But uh, when I first started, I went out and I there at that point there was some uh, online training, some free online training. I went through that uh, through that online training, and I got referenced over to uh, a. Uh, uh, post that was on the forum and upon the forum it's like well this is a this is a great place to learn and i'd go out there and i read a question and then i try to answer the question myself i wouldn't post a post an answer and then i come back and i'd look later and you and you zach you know you know tablet there's usually more than one way of answering the question so over time i learned an awful lot because i i, I learned from uh, people like shin and, and uh, people like zizi and you know other people who were out there before i was and certain certainly uh, jonathan drummy and other people who were who were posting answers out there and you start learning how to not just how to use tableau but how to respond to question it makes you think a little broader and then eventually you kind of like well okay maybe i can answer a question so you answer a question and you find out, well, you didn't really know what you were talking about. But along the way, you learn and you start answering more questions. And uh, I've been doing that for about six months. And I got a, and I'm, I'm not going to mention her by name, but uh, uh, I got a call from somebody at Tableau and they said, geez, would you like to be an ambassador? And my first thought was, well, <laughs> you've obviously got the wrong number and it's probably going to cost somebody their job. You just do asking this question. But I said, you know, I said, sure, you know, and I started I started getting more involved at, uh, at that point and expanding what I was doing into different uh, different areas. Uh, the ambassador program right now, there's about 35 forum ambassadors worldwide and um, we loosely know each other. We can rely on each other like like if I see a question out there that I literally have no idea how to how to solve i know somebody who does you know and i can send it over to them and or if i'm in the middle of something and i'm getting uh getting a little in over my head i can send it over to somebody else and we can communicate back and forth that way but the real focus of the program is to see that that user gets an answer i mean that's what that's what it's all about it's not about the ambassador it's not about who's answering the question it's about the person who asked the question they've got a job to do and they need an answer and they, they've got to get on with their get on with their work so uh, it's a great place to learn Tableau. It's a great place to give back after you feel comfortable doing that. But you gotta you gotta be prepared a little bit at first to uh, to embarrass yourself a little bit because I certainly did.
I think being vulnerable and embarrassing yourself a little bit is a great first step in everyone's sort of public analytical journey in whatever form that takes. I'm fascinated by the forums because I've, I've barely ever uh, touched them, but it's this entire other ecosystem that has so many uh, incredibly active participants that in many ways I'm not even familiar with. So when I see like the Tableau of public uh, ambassadors versus the Tableau forum ambassadors, the Tableau public ambassadors, I recognize pretty much everybody there because I've seen their stuff before. The forum ambassadors, I'm like, I don't know many of these people. And it's because they've sort of found a lane that they're very happy with, very comfortable with sort of giving back and contributing and have become incredibly successful in terms of helping others that way. And I look at public where I'm used to seeing people doing their, their public portfolios with either sort of uh, vanity uh, art and data projects or perhaps community exercises. And I'm so, that's like a different way uh, many people uh, contribute. Sometimes, you know, strictly on their own, like a, a solo sport. And sometimes it's a team activity where you're participating and helping others. But I think it's, it's fascinating. There's so many different lanes people take. And, and one difference that uh, between the two uh, also, and I, I agree with you, it's, it's fascinating how many different ways people find their own comfort zone uh, working with Tableau users. But one thing that happens out in the forum is we get pretty much instant feedback. I mean, if you give somebody some bad advice, they, they'll let you know, no, that wasn't, that wasn't the answer. Uh, that's great. Like I said, it's a good place to learn. It's a good place to understand. Oh, I didn't understand the question. I didn't hear what you were saying. And uh, there's a lot to be uh, there's a lot to be said for that. And there's also you have to be open to there's different different avenues or different responses that will we'll probably answer the question. And it's not like one is better than the other. It's the one that the user feels most comfortable with. They the user is at a different point in their journey. They're not Zen masters. Okay. They're someplace between being a newbie and where they're eventually going to end up. We have to remember that their day job, their real job, is something other than Tableau. Tableau is the tool that they use to do their day job, and we have to work with them on that basis uh, and not maybe on our own basis. I, ad I admire your dedication because I know for me at the end of many days, I've struggled my way through, you know, so many LODs and parameter issues with my own stuff that to then say, you know what, I'm going to wade in and see what other people are struggling with right now and give them a hand. And I, I really admire that. I don't have that in me. I think for me, that's one reason so many of my personal projects um, are, are more lighthearted and subject matter. But also many times I... I am the first to say that about much of my public work, I make charts that anyone else could make if for no other reason than to say, hey, you could have made this. It's uh, sometimes, you know, you're, you could really go out there and make like an elaborate Sankey, but sometimes I'd like, hey, you could make a really good looking bar chart that says this thing you need. You posted something just this morning and it was a difference. You had two, uh, two visits there. And you were highlighting the difference between good and great. And in a lot of respects, that's exactly what we're talking about here. The great response is maybe not wide, but it's the one that people look at and say, that's the answer I wanted, or that's, that's right, that's good. Yeah, that really resonated with me. The good response may get a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, pings, if you will. A lot of people will look at it and go on. It didn't, it didn't resonate with them. It wasn't what they really wanted. 
and I agree with you wholeheartedly. That's the difference between great and good. And uh, what you posted this morning, at least for me, was like, yeah, I understand exactly where you're coming from because it makes makes a whole lot of sense for me too. And it's it's funny you bring that up. So part of the reason me posting that was my own personal thoughts on it. But uh, the other day I won a visit of the day uh, for a a sort of uh, I, I've been doing this little fake uh, zine called uh, Data Dump where. Basically, I created a sort of magazine style splash page, and I've probably done about five of these where Mm -hmm. when I have a little topic I'm curious about and don't want to have to do a lot of development to sort of build out a full thing, I do my research uh, there and sort of pour it into that because I've already got a nice format. It's got plenty of room for me to say stuff, but it's heavy, heavily editorialized. And I did a little thing about um, the actors who have played Batman in movies and uh, sort of which which ones are the good ones and which ones aren't and the the surprise that came out of it was adam west is the second best reviewed uh movie batman um wow. yeah so the 1966 batman movie um places him in in the upper echelon of batman actors because of the rotten tomatoes scores which was kind of the interesting thing so i made that and it was an okay looking dashboard it wasn't uh, amazing and i put that out there and that one visit of the day which led to it getting like i don't know 20,000 views or something because, uh, you know, visit the days are highly circulated. On the other hand, it, it didn't have that many uh, favorites. It probably had like 23 favorites. But uh, I think maybe within the same week of doing that, I did another thing where I was thinking about uh, the Disney princess characters since I've got two young girls. And like so many of these Disney princess characters have dead parents, just a remarkably high number. So I made a very simple, uh, small multiple chart of a Mickey Mouse head representing each princess. So just like the black circle and then two ears. And one ear would represent the father and one would represent the mother. And if that parent had deceased, I would make the color of the ear like a, uh, it's like a pinkish red. And then the the otherwise the mouse was black. And I went through this and just made this simple chart and called it uh, Walt Disney Presents Trauma and had a little blurb at the top about what the actual stats for like uh, children losing parents are for about the girl's age range and how it's extraordinarily higher. And um, this thing probably only had about 200 views, but about 25 favorites. So it's it's like a, a factor difference between the people that have seen it and then the people actually liked it. Like the ratio was astounding. But um, I had gotten, when I received the visit of the day, I had no less than three people messaging me to say, hey, you got visit that way. It was on the Batman thing because everyone was kind of surprised that, I mean, fully acknowledging and me acknowledging the Batman thing was just okay. It wasn't the best thing in the world. But the Disney thing really caught people's attention. You didn't have to like click on anything to get into it. It was a very simple visual where you could look at it and say, wow, that's a lot of dead parents. What happened with that? Um, so yeah, very much uh, your thought about um, one of these things was clearly better than the other. And even though the other one had the full promotion arm of Tableau behind it to say, hey, look at the visit of the day, people looked at it and said, yeah, it's all right. But like the, the smaller number of people that found the Disney visualization we're more on board saying, yes, like I see the quality of this. I wanted to talk to you about, um, again, going back to the idea of you not being a teacher. You've been conducting, (laughs) and I laugh, you've been conducting these zero to Zen sessions. It's zero to Zen and five stops along the way, which could be like an additional Hobbit book um, based on the title. But uh, you've covered some some really interesting topics on that. We can dive into those if you'd like to. But sort of what uh, what inspired you to host these zero to Zen sessions, and what have you learned along the way? Okay, uh, for those of you who uh, may have seen the sessions, you already know uh, already know the story. I am not a data scientist. 
I'm a I'm an engineer. My training's in engineering. I've also got a business degree. So when I came to Tableau, I didn't know anything. I was literally at ground zero. I mean, it was like I'm I'm kind of lost out here. I had a client. I'm a I'm a BI consultant, and I had a client that said, "Look, I want you to learn Tableau uh, because we're going to use it." And uh, I started using it. And I was fumbling around. Had a real good background in Excel, a bit of a background in Access, and I was lost. It was it was. They didn't work the same way, even though they kind of sounded like the same thing. They didn't work the same way at all. And it took me several months to really figure out how to, how to use Tableau. That's the zero part. The Zen part is five, year, uh, five years later. I did a uh, presentation for the Boston Tug Group, uh, maybe January timeframe. I did like a 40 minute version of the same thing. I said, well, you know, there were five things I really had to understand. And that's an engineer talking. It's not a data scientist talking. It's an engineer talking. It's five things I really had to understand before I felt comfortable using Tableau. And I made the presentation and it, it was on these same five topics. And after the presentation, I started getting responses. This is great. You got to make a course out of this. Uh, usually I zone out during the presentation, but you started talking and I zoned in and it was like, huh? It, I mean, really? So uh, I bit the bullet and that's about the time the Zen announcements came out. I bit the bullet and I said, well, okay, fine. I'll go ahead and I'll put together a five part course, you know, one, one for uh, each one of these, uh, each one of these sessions, but I don't really know how it's going to go over. So I went out and we did the first session. And I started getting a good response from that. And it was like, okay. And we put out the second one and the third one and, and eventually got all, uh, all five of them in. They're the things that I had to learn to use Tableau. And in the last session, the fifth session, I call it filter sets and parameters. And I bring everything together in that session. And as an engineer, I learned about simple machines and you learn about that in mechanics and you learn about that in physics and Archimedes had these six basic machines and they were things like the lever and the pulley and that and his contention was that you could take those six machines and any more complex machine could be made from those six simple concepts and for me the same thing is true of these five basic concepts that I had to learn once I learned how to use those five concepts I could put them together to solve any sort of any sort of tableau problem. So that's kind of the motivation behind it. Uh, I've gotten a very good response from it. Uh, I was I was a little taken aback when uh, when we started getting a, a response on it because I really didn't expect that. All of the workbooks and recordings are available. Uh, the workbooks are on my Tableau public site on my uh, blog. I've got a a single zero to Zen post that has all the links to the recordings and also to the uh, individual uh, individual workbooks. So anybody can go up there, they can download download the uh, recordings, and they can see the recordings, they run about 40 minutes each, and they can download the workbooks that we use during the, during the sessions, and they can they can go through that themselves. And I'm certainly happy for any comments or any any feedback that people would, would have or any questions they'd have on it. I'd, I'd love to talk to them about it. So in terms of sort of your own personal learning and then organizing your thoughts, 
Uh, obviously, if even if you've been using a tool for years and are familiar with a lot of different techniques, there's a lot that comes to sort of teaching the topic back to someone else, particularly since you don't know their level of experience, and then sort of organizing the content into logical units. So uh, you, you start off a data structure, and then you get to the fifth down the line of filter sets and parameters. So all throughout this thing, you're sort of layering on the different uh, levels of detail that you're talking about. So for example, in your fourth uh, lesson, it's LOD expressions and table calcs. I can say with full candidness, I never had to use an LOD expression a single time before I started my, my position at JLL. Prior to that, I was working in an organization where I had to write my own SQL code for every single dashboard I populated. So as a result, I never had to worry about LODs because I was doing all that data shaping and structuring on my own with my data sources. But as soon as I was dependent on different data sources that maybe I couldn't manipulate to that level of... Um, uh, I was uh, suddenly having to uh, become a lot more familiar and comfortable with LODs. So it's funny how you could still be fa fairly far along in your data career and level of experience, but have like significant gaps in your skill set. You know, it's, it's interesting you say that because you came from the other side. You came from the side that's totally opposite where I came from. Through my, through my struggles, I said, hey, look. I, and I went out and I, you know, read the training materials and I'd go out to the knowledge base and I'd pull things down. And quite honestly, I, I had difficulty understanding what it said. And, and eventually I took a step back and I said, well, what, what are they really trying to do? Well, when we talk about data structures, it's like, oh, it's got to be a tall, thin data set. And I got to learn how to link things together. I got to learn how to union things together. And that's kind of like a V lookup. And that's kind of like, an, and, oh, yeah, I kind of understand what this means. And then for me, something like the order of operations, why, why sometimes I get the right answer and sometimes I don't get the right answer. Why well, did it? In, the order of operation isn't going to change. I made the mistake trying to force it to do something it couldn't do. Oh, well, that's important for people to understand. Okay. And I had to put it in terms that I would understand it as not a data scientist and not really an engineer, but as somebody who came to Tableau who was struggling and said, well, okay, fine. Instead of calling it, uh, ordinal and cardinal uh, partitions. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it dimensions, and let's let's see how they fit on shelves, and let's see what they see what they do. So I was really kind of putting it in terms that I understood, and then when I started using it, uh, all of a sudden I found out that other people could resonate with that. They they could say, "Oh yeah, I understand those terms," and they and they're good with that. Uh, we got into calculations and I know myself, date functions just messed up my mind for a long time. And it was the same sort of thing. We'll break it down into what they do and what they return. And now all of a sudden they're not so hard to, uh, so hard to, uh, uh, to deal with. The Tableau is a, a marvelous, a marvelous tool. It's got so many arms that nobody really understands all of it. Across the world, there are millions of Tableau users. And we all bring our own background, you know, to use Tableau. And it's not that, you know, one approach is right and the other approach is wrong or any, uh, anything like that. It's like, what is going to resonate with that particular user? Uh, I do a lot of work with uh, uh, BizConnect in uh, India. And I've spoken there uh, several times. And we started doing... With, this will be the third month. Uh, I do a, date, a monthly data doctor 
for uh, Sagar out there. And we record it. We, we we don't try to do it live because time differences and just all kinds of things make, would make doing that live difficult. But I literally go back to do what are frequently asked questions that I see on I see on the forum. They're like, where do you get your material? Well, it's right there in front of me. Every day I get these questions. And I said, well, okay, that one must be important because I've seen it a lot of times. And then I'll come up and I'm doing the answer for a frequently asked question. Uh, last month, we took a look at different types of nulls and how they have to be handled differently. Uh, and we looked at um, scaffolding and how you, have to, uh, how, how you have to use scaffolding to answer certain, certain types of questions. And it's, it's not because, oh, here's a neat technique. It's because I see so many scaffolding is literally, uh, I probably answered that question twice this week already. That, you know, it comes up so often that there's a lot of confusion about how to do it. So that's where all the material comes from. It's not, it's not anything profound, if you will, but it's, it's pretty basic stuff and, and users get confused about it. And I want to talk passionately about data scaffolding for a second, because, um, data scaffolding, like the, my first experience with it, I believe was in a more exotic, uh, data set. I think it was on one of the Fleurilage twins blogs where they were trying to construct an exotic chart type and it required data scaffolding. And I didn't quite wrap my head around it at the time. But one of the best examples I have found real world for data scaffolding is imagine if you had like, a, I don't know, a KPI dashboard, for example, and you're needing to know the scores for like 10 different numbers. Uh, the data scaffolding is what ensures that all 10 of those things are represented on the dashboard, even if no value is. Um, because if you don't create the structure, you know, essentially the scaffold is the fields that you're wanting to see. And then you would join that to your actual data set with a left join. So by having the scaffold there, you're able to ensure, hey, I want to make sure I can see all the fields I'm supposed to have. And then with your actual data set, you can see the fields that you actually do have. Because the alternative is only the things that exist are populated there. And you don't even know that you're missing things. Yeah. Uh, it's a, I, I've got a post out on, uh, on uh, my blog, and it's also out on uh, my Tableau Public site. It's three use cases for uh, scaffolding. And what you're hitting on is actually the second and third case. And the third case is kind of... It, it's really an interesting case. The example that we use is uh, from the, uh, it's a superstore data set, but it's an actual question that came in and uh, a very nice, very competent, very good analyst out in San Francisco posed the question because as she, she pointed out, there were, we've got 17 different subcategories and she created a, uh, a, a, uh, uh, a small multiples dashboard with the 17 categories in there. And she started filtering and all of a sudden there's 12 categories. And she her, her question literally was one, why did that go on? And two, how could I ever possibly explain this to the user? And it gets back to exactly what you're talking about. The solution is exactly what you're talking about. It's there was no data in the data set for some combination that you filtered out. And Tableau is going to return a null. And her multiples disappeared. Others would, if they didn't have multiples, the screen would just go blank. It returns a null. They don't, they don't get anything. Question comes up all the time. So how do I make it do something else? Well, the answer was you've got to scaffold it. And here's why you have to why you have to use a scaffold, because you have to have a real cell in there to return something. And users have a real tough time with that one. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely wrapping your head around what's going on, why, and then once you start to understand the what and why, the how is is less complicated. Like the how is actually fairly simple to address in many cases, depending on the complexity of your data. But yeah, there's there's all those little gotchas that you can either learn through experience or um, you know obviously by being a prolific reader of various blogs and things. But in many cases, a lot of people don't ever actually uh, get to these things until it happens to them in the line of duty. And then it's a, huh, this is weird. How do I fix this? And that's where uh, the forums come in, for example. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And for, for those who didn't know the, the punchline here, yeah, by scaffolding the data, she was able to get 17, 17 categories in all cases. Some of them would show a zero in the category, but the, the category wouldn't disappear. So Sue was happy. That's spectacular. So. Um, you won a Vizzy this past year at TC20-ish, the kind of Tableau conference. Uh, the Vizzies, if you're unfamiliar, are a community-based um, uh, award. So um, I, this may be your second, I'm not sure, but I know you're always nominated for a ton of things. So you won most technically sound, which is something I'm never going to be accused of publicly. Maybe my maybe my work work is, but you'll never see that. But um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I'm not going to be accused of most technically sound. Um, so in terms of, of Vizzies, uh, were you surprised to have one most technically sound? What was it like uh, when, when that was announced? I was, uh, I was surprised to be nominated, to be honest with you, for most technically sound. And just, just being real uh, straight up with you, real honest with you. I mentioned before, as a forum user, we're working one-on-one -on -one with people. So to have people, a lot of people know who you are, or who I am, and what I've done was just, just kind of blew me away. And to actually win a, a, an award was like, man, I don't, I'm not the guy that puts, I don't get the business of the day. I don't get that type of uh, exposure and how these people would know about me. I, I, I really, I, I really couldn't wrap my head around that. So yeah, it was it was it was quite a surprise to me to uh, to first be nominated and then to uh, and then to win the museum was yeah this is really exciting, and I'm hoping someday it sits up there on my my trophy shelf. <laughs> it, it'll be up there next to uh, next to and you're waiting for yours also to be up there next to my Zenrock when uh, when the Zenrock finally arrives. We we have a lot of award checks in the mail this this season. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So it's been a lot of fun talking with you. Um, I know it's the, it's the middle of the day for both of us. We're actually recording this on a Wednesday around lunchtime. So I wanted to ask you, uh, before we sign off today, is there anything you would like to shout out or promote today? I would, I would love for people to go out, uh, go out to my blog and take a look at uh, the Zero to Zen series because I'm really, uh, I'm really pleased with it and I'm really pleased with the response that, uh, that, uh, that people uh, have given me on it. And then I just want to return... Any of you teachers out there, any of you middle school teachers or high school teachers who would be interested in talking about putting together a uh, analytics unit for your uh, for your classroom, or you're already doing an analytics unit in your classroom and you'd like to talk about how can you integrate Tableau into that, my hands in the air, I'd love to help you out. Amazing. I'll include links in the show notes as well as Jim's contact information. But hey, reach out to him, reach out to me if you're interested in getting involved. Uh, we'd love to have you. This has been Data Plus Love. Thanks for coming on, Jim.
Data Plus Love is recorded and produced by Zach Bowders. Our music track is We Are Legends by Alex Stoner. Hey, you're still here? Um, You're probably waiting for like the next podcast uh, to kick in, probably something better. Um, Thanks for hanging on. Anyway, if you're picking up what we're putting down, uh, consider buying us a cup of coffee on ko-fi.com slash d-a-t-a-p-l-u-s-l-o-v-e. Um, just, you know, drop $3 in our tip bucket. It helps us buy better equipment. It helps us uh, pay for razor blades to keep me from looking like a wolf man. And it keeps uh, Mark's head looking so shiny and beautiful. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll never put anything behind a paywall. And thanks to your patronage. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for sticking around to the end. I really appreciate you listening to the Data Plus Love podcast. If you'd like to see more about what we're up to with the show, go to anchor.fm slash data plus love. Just spell it out, not a literal plus sign. Here you'll be able to see our library of episodes as well as interact with them either through polls or comments or leave a voicemail message that I'll put on an episode. You can interact with me personally by joining me on Twitter. I'm at Zach Bowders, not hard to hunt down. And if you like what you're hearing, consider leaving a tip for us or signing up for a small monthly donation at our ko-fi.com slash data plus love. Buying a cup of coffee for the show is just $3, and you can get more if you choose, or sign up to give that $3 or more monthly. Either way, I really appreciate it. Lastly, if you'd like to see more of my public data viz work, check me out on Tableau Public. So go to public.tableau.com and search for Zach Bowders. I'm the only one. You won't have trouble finding me. I promise. So thanks again for hanging on to the end of the show. I really appreciate all of your listens. And until next time, this has been Zach Bowders for the Data Plus Love Network.